0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the Week 9 matchup as the Colts head into Foxborough. Yes, that dreaded place. Maybe more dreaded than even going into Jacksonville. uh, As they go into Foxborough to take on the 4-4 New England Patriots 1 p.m. game on Sunday. Let's get into it. All right, before we talk about the matchups, uh, these two teams and where they stand, uh, the 3-4-1 Colts, uh, their injury situation going in. Uh, obviously ruled out the biggest name on this list at this point. Running back Jonathan Taylor, uh, still struggling with the bum ankle. Uh, This is an injury that has sort of uh, held him back uh, for a good bit of this season. He did play last week, but it was clear that uh, he probably shouldn't have tried to to push it, or he re-aggravated the injury. Either way, Taylor just has not been himself this year, and he is not going to be in this game. Uh, They did say that this is more of a a week-to-week thing for him at this point, Uh, but right now the Colts will be without um, their Pro Bowl running back. Uh, Also ruled out linebacker Grant Stewart and, of course, uh, quarterback Matt Ryan with the, uh, the shoulder injury. Questionable for this game. Offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, and at one point Frank Reich actually um, ruled him out, but I guess they, they walked that back a little bit. Uh, he had the calf and ankle injury. Uh, he didn't practice all week but uh, until Friday. He did actually start practicing on Friday, so he is officially listed as questionable. Likewise, linebacker EJ Speed with an ankle injury, he went from a full participant in the week to finishing Friday by not participating. So he's officially listed as questionable, but... That direction of going full practice down to not participating obviously is concerning. Uh, the big news here, though, is uh, defensive end, quitty pay, is going to play on Sunday. So he is uh, at that one point that ankle injury looked uh, like it was going to be potentially season ending. He is coming back, so that's a, a hopefully going to be a big boost to the Colts defense on Sunday. Um, both he and Shaq Leonard. Uh, will be on the bit of a pitch count, uh, so they're still trying to get uh, Shaq Lander back into you know full game speed. For those of you who watched the game last week, uh, I think many people commented on this, and I, I think generally it's true. He did not look like he was at full speed, uh, and they're they're probably still trying to get him all the way back to his normal form. So he will be on the pitch count. Same thing for Quiddy Pay, but nice to have him back. Good to see that that injury was not uh, as severe as many of us had initially feared. Uh, As for the Patriots, they're actually going to be down a couple of really key players uh, on offense. First of all, starting center David Andrews has been ruled out with a concussion. Um, He is arguably one of their best offensive linemen, uh, and that's going to be a big loss to them in the interior of this offensive line. Uh, Likewise, wide receiver Devontae Parker with a knee injury has also been ruled out. Uh, Joining them is offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, also with a concussion. They've got quite a few guys on their questionable list. Now, remember, questionable does not necessarily mean ruled out. Oftentimes, I think most guys who are listed as questionable do play, uh, but these are names to keep an eye on uh, for the Patriots. Uh, Running back Damian Harris uh, with an illness is questionable. Defensive tackle Christian Barmore with an injury. Safety Kyle Duggar with an ankle injury. Running back Pierce Strong with a hamstring injury. (laughs) Linebacker Josh uh, Uche with a hamstring injury. And uh, defensive end Dietrich Wise with an ankle injury and cornerback Jack Jones with an illness. Jones, obviously, uh, one of the big names there. And Dietrich Wise, one of their uh, you know top guys in sacks. I think he's second on their team in sacks. Uh, that would be a big loss if he does end up missing uh, this game. Obviously, for the Colts, going in, the the big news of the week was uh, before the trade deadline, the Colts did trade away, running back Naheem Hines. They traded him to the Bills in exchange for running back Zach Moss and a six round pick. Um, The rumors started heating up uh, late last week uh, into the early part of uh, this week, uh, and it it sounded like the Colts were really itching to make a move. And look, Hines, I think, had a ton of potential in this offense, and for whatever reason, the, the Colts just. You know, last year and and going into this year, couldn't consistently use him, and it it seemed like his use in this offense, you know, with Taylor sort of being in and out, uh, them trying to use him more as a traditional running back, just was not working. Uh, And this is probably a good opportunity for Hines to get a fresh start. It sounds like he was asking for a trade out of Indy, and can you blame him with how this season has gone? Uh, So he is uh, with the Bills now. I'll be interested to see what happens there. But with Taylor out and and Hines basically now traded away, uh, the Colts are down to uh, starting Deion Jackson, who in eight games has 30 carries for 100 yards. It's a 3.3 average. Uh, He has looked good at times. Uh, but obviously, is nowhere near the 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 back that uh, Jonathan Taylor is. Philip Lindsay uh, will probably uh, play in this game, and he's played two games so far: fourteen carries, forty-seven yards. Not much better with a three-point-four average. New running back Zach Moss out of Buffalo, uh, former third-round pick from the twenty-twenty draft class. Uh, this year with Buffalo, had five games, seventeen carries for ninety-one yards, a five-point-four average. You know, not a ton of numbers there to to look at him, but the the thing here is he is a very different back from Hines. Uh, he is a bigger back. He's five foot nine, about two hundred five pounds, average speed. He's not going to break off any you know really big long runs, but he can break arm tackles. So he is he is a physical runner. Uh, he is going to be a, a guy that you know sort of like a uh, obviously clearly a downgrade from Taylor when he is uh, in there, but. Uh, at least he is—he's going to be a different kind of back, and hopefully someone that behind this offensive line can have maybe a little bit more success versus uh, you know what we were seeing out of Hines as a pure runner. Um, and obviously for the Patriots going into this game, uh, the experiment that they did two weeks ago against the Bears of giving two quarterbacks snaps during the game. It looks like that's done. Uh, New England seems to have settled on putting Mac Jones back in there. He took all the snaps uh, last week in their victory over the Jets, uh, and the the run of Bailey Zappi appears to be over for now, although with Belichick, uh, I don't think anything is ever over. Uh, so uh, more than likely, we will be facing uh, pocket quarterback Mac Jones, who has had a rough, rough second season, uh, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. All right, some of the rankings real quick uh, for offense. The Colts are currently 29th uh, in offense. And again, this is a sort of absurd to think about, but they're 7th in passing and 28th in rushing. Uh, so do with that what you will. Um, the Patriots, meanwhile, are 13th in offense, but they're 20th in passing uh, and 11th in rushing. So this is a, a good running team. On defense, the Colts have moved into the top 10. They are now ranked 9th overall. They're 8th against the pass and 16th against the run. Uh, So interesting dynamic here with the Patriots being more of a running team, the Colts being more of a team that defends the pass well. Uh, The the Colts are 13th in sacks with 19. They're 12th in pressure percentage at 23.7% and 15th in hurry percentage at 8.1%. Hopefully, Quidi Pay can bring those numbers back up. Uh, as he is one of the top pass rushers on this team. I think they've missed him uh, these past several weeks as he's not been in there. As for the Patriots on defense, they're 14th overall. They're 18th against the pass and 23rd against the run. So a little bit abnormal for a Belichick team. Uh, They're sort of middle of the pack uh, defensively. Uh, They're six in sacks, though, with 23, second in pressure percentage at 30.5, and first in hurry percentage at 15%. Um, so even though uh, they are 14th overall, they do tend to get to the quarterback and to move him off the spot, so that is definitely something to be concerned about as we look at uh, this Colts offensive line and their struggles as of late, and we're going to talk about the offense and the defensive matchups uh, in this game, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue Podcast. This is David Walker, and we're talking about the Week 9 matchup as a 3-4-1 Colts go into Foxborough to take on the 4-4 four four New England Patriots. We've talked about the injuries, the rankings. Let's talk about the specific matchups going into this game. I want to start with the Colts' offense. Now, big question mark going into this game for the Colts' offense. Obviously, Taylor's already been ruled out. Uh, Deion Jackson will get the start at running back. But offensive tackle, uh, if Dennis Kelly, who only practice you know, at the tail end of the week, and it is listed as questionable. Um, my question is, will they finally put third-round rookie Bernhard Ryman out there uh, and give him more than two series to see what he can do? Or, or will they take Matt Pryor, who is arguably the, the worst offensive lineman uh, starting on, on this starting five, and put him back at left tackle where he was a disaster? Uh, it's, this remains to be seen. I, I think the, the hope is Kelly can play He's not been great. He has been better than Pryor was, which is a very low bar. Uh, And honestly, this offensive line has not been great at at all. The only person who's really uh, held up their end of the bargain has been uh, Smith on the right side. Otherwise, Kelly at center has struggled. Quentin Nelson, after getting the big $20 million per year contract, has struggled. Uh, Kelly at left tackle has only been marginally better. He's still better, but just marginally better. This offensive line just has not lived up to the billing. It uh, Many people thought that this would be an offensive line that could you know, be one of the best in the league, and they've arguably been one of the worst. This is the the biggest sort of uh, false positive for the team going into the season, and uh, obviously led to the Matt Ryan injury, led to the Matt Ryan benching, and now we have our second game with uh, Sam Ellinger back. So... Sam, I think, as we talked about, I don't want to rehash this, but looked good in his or looked competent in his first game. He did not look like a lost uh, player. He looked like he knew what he was doing. We'll see. You know, this is going to be an even tougher matchup with uh, the the Patriots, uh, as I mentioned before. They can get to the quarterback, and that happens through primarily two guys: Matt Judon, who has eight and a half sacks, fifteen quarterback hits on the season, and Dietrich Wise, who has five sacks and six quarterback hits. Now, if Wise doesn't play, that obviously is a hit. To the rest of their defense, but uh, he is questionable. I would, I'm I'm going to guess he's going to play at this point, with the way this is currently situated. With the Colts having, you know, <laughs> their two running backs that they thought were going to be their top two guys, both out, one injured, one traded. Uh, they're they've got Deion Jackson, Philip Lindsay, and Zach Moss. Uh, this is probably going to be a pass-heavy game plan, and. Uh, the Patriots right now—that's uh, going to play into their hands a little bit. They uh, so long as as uh, Jones plays. Now, uh, if he is out, their cornerback situation for the Patriots, you know, becomes a little bit more murky. Uh, they do have some good players in the secondary, McCourty, Jones, but uh, overall, this is a, a defense that right now is not playing up to their normal high standards. Uh, so, is this an opportunity for Ellinger? I, look, I, I don't want to um put too much on this guy he's uh, he's obviously more athletic than Matt Ryan. He showed a lot last week. I thought his accuracy was better than to be expected, uh, but this is a tough matchup and it's on the road. Uh, this one does not feel good for the the Colts offense to be blunt. Uh, right now, if we're looking at this objectively, this offensive line, I think is gonna be under a lot of pressure throughout the day. Um, they know, the, the, the Patriots know that the running game is a weakness right now. And the only strength that they had in the running game is going to be sitting on the bench. Uh, they're going to have to go pass heavy. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. will probably match up with Jones. Uh, this, if they're going to have success, it has to be through guys like Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce, uh, which is possible. Look, Paris Campbell this year has played eight games, 30 receptions, 282 yards, uh, has two touchdowns. Alec Pierce, seven games, 24 receptions, 373 yards, a 15.5 average with the one touchdown. Uh, And Michael Pittman, seven games, 51 receptions, 528 yards and the touchdown. Um, There is the potential for this passing game to carry this offense a little bit, but I I would not expect a high-scoring game out of the Colts here. Uh, So obviously, that means the Colts' defense is going to have to carry them to a win. And can they do it? I... I'm going to be honest, I really like what we have seen recently out of this Colts defense. Um, I think they've had some rough sledding, but they've got some, you know, they, they actually have guys who are playing really well. In the interior, Grover Stewart has been, has had a monster season, just phenomenal season from him. DeForest Buckner, uh, even though he's had some, you know, he's been uh, questionable at times uh, on the injury list, he's played all year and he has looked great. Quidi Pei, before the injury, looked like he was taking that second-year leap. Uh, In fact, those three guys, uh, DeForest Buckner, four sacks, 10 quarterback hits. Quidi Pei, three sacks, five hits. Grover Stewart, two sacks, three hits. Uh, And then Yannick Ngakwe, who I think has been sort of uh, hit or miss through the season, he actually has four sacks and nine hits. So those four guys up front are the strength of this team right now. Um, and going up against a Patriots offensive line. Now, look, the Patriots offensive line has been a strength in the past. They've got some good coaching over there. Um, but realistically, with their starting center out, um, this is an opportunity for Stewart, Buckner, and Pay to disrupt a quarterback who does not – He's Mac Jones is a poor man's Matt Ryan. He is not going to move outside of the pocket a whole lot. Uh, He wants to be a traditional dropback passer. He has had a rough season. Uh, Mac Jones in five games has 993 yards. It's under 200 yards per game, 65.9% completion percentage, and three touchdowns on seven interceptions. So just a terrible sophomore campaign from him. Uh, And now he's also going to be missing one of his uh, top wide receivers in Devontae Parker, uh, so he still has Jacoby Myers out there who in six games has 35 receptions, 415 yards. He leads the team. Uh, obviously they're going to lean a lot on their top two running backs. Uh, as so long as Damian Harris plays, he has seven games, 302 yards for a 4.3 average and three touchdowns and, uh, Ramonde Stevenson, their 2021 fourth round pick. In eight games, has 114 carries for 558 yards. Actually leads the team 4.9 average and four touchdowns. So they're going to lean excessively on the running game. So... Uh, Stewart, Buckner-Pay and Gawkway, they're going to have to uh, really lock down the running game and force the Patriots into a situation where Mac Jones is passing the ball. I think that is what's going to favor the the, the Colts in this game. If they're going to win this one, they've got to force Mac Jones to pass it a, a good bit. If they can get their running game going with Stevenson uh, and with Harris, it's going to be a long day in the afternoon for uh, for the Colts' defense. If they can focus on stopping the run, make Mac Jones beat you. Um, you know, I mentioned Jacoby Myers. If Devontae, with Devontae Parker out, they're going to lean on Nelson Aguilar, seven games, 15 receptions, 227 yards, and tight end Hunter Henry, uh, who in eight games has just 15 receptions and 190 yards. So, Not really big, impressive numbers from this Colts passing offense. And as we mentioned earlier, they are 20th in passing. So this is an offense that, uh, under Mac Jones, has taken a step back in year two. uh, And the Colts, I think, have an opportunity here. So with all that said, how do I think this one's going to play out? I I think this is going to be a defensive battle, for better or for worse. This one looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game. I do like uh, what the Colts can offer defensively. I think they're going to uh, focus on shutting down the run. Something though that they've you know they've struggled with this year is they they've been sort of mediocre against the run. They've really excelled against the pass. So I think they have to focus on being a much better run-stopping team because that's what the Patriots are going to want to do. They're going to put it in the hands of Stevenson. Keep it out of Mac Jones' hands. Uh, run Stevenson and Harris and just pound the rock all day long. If the Colts can stop that, if the Colts can limit the damage there, they've got a chance. They've got a chance to win this game. That said it's in Foxborough and the Colts haven't won there in 16 years. Yeah. 16 years, folks. It's been since 2006, uh, that the Colts have actually won in new England. Um, and right now, this is a Colts team that I don't think they're, from a front office standpoint, I don't think they're quote unquote phoning it in. Uh, but trading away Naheem Hines, uh, benching Matt Ryan, uh, re- going with Sam Ellinger, it's clear they're just trying anything. There's a sense of desperation. And at three, four, and one, they have to win this game if they want to be even remotely relevant in the playoff conversation. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be too tough. Uh, it's it's a tough environment to play in, and the Patriots are not the team that they normally are. But right now, I think this matchup uh, does not favor the Colts scoring much. I think this is going to be a very low scoring game. I think it's going to be something along the lines of 15 to 12, 14 to 12, uh, just something that's you know maybe may not be fun to watch. Hopefully they prove us wrong, but I I think the Patriots are going to win this one. I think the the Colts will drop to 3-5-1, and And even though they're not going to be out of the playoff race, that is going to be a very, very big hurdle to overcome. All right, guys, we will see how this plays out on Sunday. Let me know your thoughts. Give us feedback. You can follow me on Twitter, at NFLDW, and of course, you can read our articles daily at StampedeBlue.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. Talk with you next time.